life hacks, leadership tips, stories, and fun. It's time for Two Guys on Stuff with Michael Edwards and Tom Tobin. They're executives, entrepreneurs, and great friends. And this is a conversation about values-based, purpose-driven leadership that can transform you, your organization, and the world. Now, let's hear what stuff the guys are talking about this week. Howdy, everybody. Man, I can't believe it. It's episode 15, Two Guys on Stuff. This is your host, Tom Tobin, with my co-host, Michael Edwards. And we are just stoked to bring you episode 15. Can't believe it. Michael, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. 15 episodes in the can, or 14 episodes will be 15 episodes in the can in about 35 minutes. Uh, All is great. There's so many great things going on in the world today, and I'm glad to be part of it. Fantastic. Tell me a little bit about your change the world movement. I tell you, I cannot express enough how excited I am about change your world. Um, If you remember, just to bring you up to speed, John Maxwell and Rob Hoskins, they launched Change Your World in late January. And the, the Change Your World movement is a process. And it's it's a process where they first start with these what we call transformation tables, where a group of leaders from all over the country or all over the world get together and we walk through learning and living these core values. And, and each step of the way, we build an action plan or an action step that says, all right, Based on my hope score, here's what I'm going to do today to improve that. So I led three of those since the beginning. They're a six-week long process. And then we jumped into the action table, which is the next step. And the next step really kind of gets you in the mindset of how to actually change the world from a grassroots level. And I just wrapped up my final action table last week, and we're moving into what we call the action center. And this is the most exciting part about Change Your World. This is where the Maxwell Foundation puts together all kinds of tools. So, you know, if you want to change the world by doing something at the civic level, you know, with some some civic Mm -hmm. leaders, there's a game plan in there for you. If you want to change your world as a parent, there's a game plan in there for you. So it's got Mm -hmm. all kinds of tools to help you, you know, Michael Edwards in San Antonio, Texas, figure out how to change the world. And there's accountability steps and, and all that good stuff. So that's awesome. That yeah, is awesome. really, really cool. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to change your world, you have to start with you, right? You have to start with your immediate location. And, and that begins where you exist within that change your world movement. And so that's what I think is really cool is, is what you're doing with people on an individual basis and then seeing how that expands out. It's the it's that proverbial ripple effect when you throw that small stone into the middle of that calm lake and it just starts to expand go. outward and get bigger. That is awesome. Yeah. And, and you hit the nail right on the head, too. It starts with us. And, you know, leadership starts with us. Changing the world starts with us. Being a good person starts with us. It all starts with us. Yeah, absolutely. We always want to change somebody else or something else or some other system. Right. Um, but best way we could do that is starting with ourselves. So awesome. Awesome. That's great to hear. Yeah. So I know you've been crazy busy these last couple of weeks, what's going on in the world of Tom Tobin? Yeah, swamped and no pun intended, but we have been getting swamped with rain here. So I'm not getting my concrete poured. So I've been a little frustrated, but our grease monkey auto lube in Cibolo, Texas is just on the cusp of opening. Uh, It looks like we're going to get our certificate of occupancy about May 24th, uh, hoping to be able to have our soft opening in uh, June 12th. 
And then the big one, the big grand opening sometime right after July 4th. So, you know, we're going to start off slow. That way we can make sure all of our teams are, are adjusted, well-trained, and, and that machine is uh, well-oiled, pun intended. And, uh, and, and so we're, we're just looking forward to it. So that's been exciting. It's just, it's the last minute crunch time. So it's all the preparations right before the Super Bowl, you know, so uh, we've got I've got pictures that I'm posting that have like our beautiful boutique. People that come are going to really enjoy the the waiting experience, if that even makes sense. You know, our pastor talks about how we don't want to be in waiting rooms, but we're we're creating a space that people are going to love um, and then just service like crazy. And, uh, and then whip your car around, get your car washed and you're on your way. You know, you're in and out in about 30 minutes with everything and you're done and you've shopped and you're excited. So we're stoked about that. Uh, we're, so we'll be opening soon and we'll be giving more information about exact dates. But those are the, the tentative ones. And then, oh, my gosh, talk about change your world. I, I, I cannot say it, but I am so excited about what we're going to be rolling out through our real estate uh, organization, Tobin Realty Group. It is going to be phenomenal. People will be able to change their immediate world even better, though. If you want to have a large impact on a broader audience, you're going to be able to do that as well. And uh, so we're really excited, but I just can't say anything yet. It's not done. Uh, but yeah, so that's what we're doing. And, and uh, you know, as I'm as I'm doing that, and as I've been thinking about what you've been doing with your change your world movement, you know, I've been thinking about how to you know, we've talked in the past about accountability and uh, bringing in accountability groups and masterminds. And so, you know, we kind of teased this last week at episode 14. And I think today, maybe we should dive into it. We, we um, Michael and I had reviewed a, just an, a really, really well done article. Full credit goes to Forbes. Uh, they, we, we got it off of their um, website and began to dig into it, look at our own experiences. And so that's really the model for what we're talking about right now. And we like the fact that it's bulleted because as you know, we have a tendency to maybe expand on certain things and or whatever it is. So uh, how about if we just dive into that, Michael? We go into the 12 tips for entrepreneurs starting or joining a mastermind group. And there's plenty of nuggets in here. So when you're listening, if you would just consider your own situation within the context of what we're talking about and see where you're at, you definitely want to take notes, come back and listen to this over and over again until you've honed your own idea of what you want to do for a mastermind group. But you know, our, even our pastor has been talking about the importance of community and uh, we're a communal people, uh, just humans in general. And so bringing together other people within your own uh, community of entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship is going to be really, really important for your long term success. Yeah, and I'll tell you that I'm excited, too. And, you know, full disclosure, uh, I do masterminds uh, as, as part of my living. I do. Mm -hmm two masterminds every single month. And they're, they're typically based on some sort of John Maxwell curriculum uh, just wrapped up uh, the 15 invaluable laws of growth, which is an incredible mastermind for leaders of all uh, stages in their career. And I'm getting ready to launch two masterminds next week. One of them called uh, leadership gold, which is kind of mm. all of the nuggets that uh, John Maxwell has uh, yeah. written about over his uh, decades long career. And then finally, we're able to do change your world as a mastermind. And if you aren't familiar with the mastermind process, it's really a neat process where like-minded people get together 
and talk about a specific topic, whether it's a book or, uh, you know, one of the mastermind groups I run is, is for business leaders that just want to talk about things that are going on in business and share best practices and learn. And you get to learn from people all over the country, all over the world with Zoom. It's just amazing. You know, Napoleon Hill, He's kind of the the father of the mastermind. And I love this quote that he says, Napoleon Hill says about masterminds, no mind is complete by itself. It needs contact and association with other minds to grow and expand. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. that hits the nail right on the head for me. That uh, really illustrates the value of these masterminds. That article that you referenced was really pretty cool. And if you don't mind, let's just jump right into the first bullet point. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, the the Forbes article, 12 tips for entrepreneurs starting or joining a mastermind group. And here is number one, have a rigorous selection process. Tom, what's that right. all about? Well, I think the thing is, is you're not trying to get a group of friends together to discuss football. You know, so if for me, it'd be it's not like I want to get together a bunch of Aggies and we just sit there and talk around things we like. You, you really want to have people that respect and value what they've worked hard for. And so you want to have a good selection process um, for your mastermind group. It's, it's got to be more than just a common purpose or getting to know your future members. Um, you know, so it's, it's about making sure that the people that are in your group match up with you, that you've got common goals. They don't have to be exact. You don't even have to have the same industry. Like I'm in automotive and, and real estate and what we're doing from business consulting standpoint, but I might have somebody else that's in pharmaceuticals or, you know, or, or any other number of different activities. They could be in a service organization, but you want to have some common goals. And sometimes it's good to have that diversity. It's actually really good to have that diversity within your group so that you can learn from others and maybe look at what you're doing from a different perspective. So having that rigorous um, selection process is going to be important, yeah, but I you don't agree. have to have a lot. It's not like you want a lot of people, you know, maybe four or five people. What would you think? I uh, really try to stick around the eight mark, uh, the eight mark, because, you know, there's times where people can't show up and, you know, life happens. Right. So I, the eight mark ensures that I've got at least six people constantly. It's it's important to have other people to learn from. But to be quite honest, I've had groups as small as two and had a ton of value. I've actually had one where towards the end of it, because life happened, I had one participant and that was some extremely good one-on-one coaching uh, that that person got. But I'll tell you. So yeah, so you might have some attrition then, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I I say it a lot, life happens. Yeah, and that's normal and it's good. And and don't don't feel bad about you being the person that needs to drop out. If it's not working for you, don't waste your time. And everybody should come together knowing at the very beginning, hey, if it's not working, then move on. We all understand. Yeah. You know, it's kind of fun to have a variety too. You know, you and I participate in a, a weekly mastermind with uh, our fellow realtors. And, you know, mm-hmm. that is a, a great experience where we're learning from some of the best in the business that lead right. the mastermind, but we also learn from folks who just started. Uh, who participate in the mastermind. So that real yeah. estate one is an is a, a absolute blast. And, but to the point, make sure that you're fi- you find something that A, you're going to get some value from, and B, you're really passionate about learning. Uh, you don't want it to be a check the box exercise because that's not going to be a whole heck of a lot of fun. And then you'll be one of those who would trit out, right? Yeah, exactly. So number two, test rapport for a, a right fit. 
And uh, so listen slowly, write quickly, <laughs> but we don't want this to be an hour and a half long. Test rapport for the right fit. So what that says to me is it just means you have to have a high degree of trust. You really have to have people that you can feel comfortable with, be transparent with, and have a very high degree of trust. That's going to be important so that you could be kind of open and vulnerable, right? Yeah, absolutely. Vulnerability is one of the critical areas of, of having a good mastermind. Uh, you know, I've seen people have breakthroughs and just burst into tears. And if we don't have that trusting environment where people can be open and honest and share, they're just not going to get as much out of it. So yeah, the, the right fit thing is super, super important. And, you know, the next one on the list, number three is be fully engaged. You know, this is one of those where I encourage people. As a matter of fact, I start by reminding people, hey, set your devices on do not disturb, close out your web browsers, shut the door, get some more quiet, uh, because you really need to be present to really get anything out of it and participate. Again, part, most of the learning is from your peers where you guys share. Uh, you know, right. I can teach, I mean, Tom and I prove it every single week. We can talk for hours, but yeah. that's not where the real rich learning comes from. Um, it's really from from the peers. So being fully engaged, being present is super important. Exactly. More of a Socratic method, asking questions, answering questions. And then that that exchange is really important. So, yeah, be fully engaged. And then number four, find people who compliment you. And, and I don't mean, oh, you look nice today. Or, you hey, look great, you Tom. Yeah, exactly. You look very tall on Zoom. <laughs> who would have known? Who would have known that you weren't? You know, that kind of a thing. No, find people who compliment you. So you may have different backgrounds. You may have some different way, uh, businesses that you're working in, but there's certain things that you that you have as term in terms of characteristics or the way that you go about things that complement you, that that are similar to you. That way you make that connection. So again, it's less about whether or not you like the same football team. It's more about, you know, I may be in one industry, you may be in another industry, but we both approach things the same way. So that's really good for a period of time, but to have other people within your group that approach it differently is, is also very important. If you remember back when I was, when we were interviewing Keith Adamson, you know, he was my business partner for 20 years and I approached things, you know, I always said that I was the balloon and he was the string, you know, or I was the kite and he was the brick, whatever we used, it illustrated the differences in our, in our, the way that we approach things and thought about things, but at the same time, the way that they complemented things. So yeah, absolutely. And uh, number five, organize it for maximum value. You do not want me organizing the mastermind group. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's important to have a good facilitator. And a lot of times, you know, people will rotate the facilitation process and you've got to have some norms, you know, some rules and mm -hmm. you've got to be in tune or present to make sure that everybody gets an opportunity to talk. And you also have to be careful to make sure that you're not making people who don't normally share or talk uncomfortable. Right. A little bit of discomfort is okay. You know, they say that, that, you know, the, in the circle, you've got the comfort zone and then outside is the panic zone. And in between those two is the learning zone. And that's mm -hmm. where you want to be. So a good facilitator, making sure you've got a process uh, is super important. And one of the things that uh, I like to make sure that I am a really good steward of people's time. So right. we start on time and we end on time unless the entire group says, Hey, I'd like to go another 15 minutes. This is getting pretty rich. We need to make sure that you've got somebody that can keep time and get you done. Yeah, absolutely. Have an agenda, stick to the agenda. And like you said, that's reflective of, of, of respecting people's time. So, absolutely. Yeah. 
And the next one on the list, number six, is find a proven system. The thing that's important to remember about a mastermind is it's not a book club. You know, you're not just sitting there mm-hmm. talking about uh, what you just read necessarily. You want to have a systematic process for reviewing the material, talking about what you learned. And I like to use the acronym ACT. It's actually a Maxwell thing. But as I'm reading through these books, and I've, I've got a stack of probably six books on my desk right now. As I read through these books, I use the, the ACT acronym to help me remember the things that I need to remember. And the A stands for apply. So if I read something that I want to apply to my life, I put an A next to the highlight. The C stands for change. So again, if I read something that I need to change in my life, I put a C next to the highlight. And then the last one, the T is teach. So as I read something that I want to teach in my life, I put a T next to that highlight. And that makes it easy to recall. But that proven system in, in the masterminds that I lead, we've got a participant's guide, we've got questions. And you know there might be times where you don't get to all of the questions because the dialogue is just so rich, but you want to have something there to spur the dialogue just in case it doesn't go exactly as planned. Yeah. And I think one of the nice things about having a facilitator that's done this professionally, or has at least done it multiple times, you know, if you're listening right now and you're wondering who could do that, Michael could definitely be a facilitator for your mastermind group. The nice thing is, is they don't have a specifically vested interest in trying to learn themselves. They're there just to make sure that the group runs smoothly and that you stay on task, that all of the action items are met, you know, so you're there to facilitate versus be a participant. And sometimes it's really nice. It's like, you know, the band got together, but, you know, once the conductor got up, that's when the real music came. And, and that was because he was focused on listening to everybody and bring them all together. So I, li- I like that about the facilitator, you know, as you'll, as we go through these, you're going to see how some of these just bleed over into each other. This number seven was establish an out clause or process. And again, that goes to speaking to, you know, making sure that you have an effective chemistry amongst all the people and that it's okay to leave. Oftentimes, you know, if you're part of a softball group or, or whatever the case may be, if you come together and you really don't like it, it's very awkward to leave. You know, it's like, why'd you quit the team? Why don't you like us, et cetera? Right. And, and this gives everyone the opportunity to recognize early on that this isn't working for me and nobody is offended. So you take away some of the, the social stigma of leaving a group. And we all recognize that we're there for a common purpose. And if this isn't meeting that purpose, I'm going to leave. But I, you know, kind of, I still love everybody. Right. Yeah. So matter of fact, you know, case in point, I ran a communications mastermind for realtors and one of the realtors after two meetings, she just called me and said, Hey, all due respect. This isn't exactly what I thought it would be. And I'd really uh, be, the time would be better invested somewhere else. Like, right. Thank you so much. If you wouldn't mind giving me a little bit of feedback via email, that'd be perfect. But, you know, no harm, no foul. I, I don't want you to waste your time. And um, there's other things you could be doing with that time. Yeah, exactly. Number eight, and, and this one we'll have some robust dialogue about. It says steer <laughs> clear of paid groups. And, you know, I think where uh, John, the author of this one, is going is, you know, to, to make sure you don't invest a bunch of money before you really understand what's going on. And here's the cool thing. I run free masterminds every single month to help people understand what the mastermind is all about and make sure that it's a good use of their time and that they can indeed learn in that situation. You know, not everybody learns the same way, right? I do offer unpaid masterminds are typically like five weeks, 
but I have about a 70% rate of people converting over into a paid mastermind because those paid masterminds are more in depth and they've got more tools. And in some cases, they're either longer in time, they're a a 90 minute mastermind versus a 60 minute mastermind, or they're longer in duration. They're Mm -hmm. an 11 week mastermind versus a five or six week mastermind. So there's more value out of that. So on the surface, steer clear of paid masterminds, I completely disagree with, but I understand where John's going with that. Yeah. And I I think that's important to to differentiate. First of all, I want to be clear, just because we find an article is very good um, and interesting doesn't mean that it doesn't create some really active dialogue, you know, and that we agree with everything, you know, to the, to your point, I would agree with you. I don't agree that paying somebody um, is a bad thing. If you recognize that number one, think about back when Keith Adamson was talking about, they're not there to be your counselor. So they're not there to affirm all of our problems and be our counselor. Uh, the second thing is, is that if you don't know what you're doing, imagine having a group full of people that don't know what they're doing. You know, how effective is that going to be? I think so. I think that, you know, depending on the context, that might be true. But you shouldn't just read an article like this. And this is to our listeners. You shouldn't just read a, an article like this and go, well, then I'm never going to do that. Right. I've also seen groups that you pay thousands of dollars up front and you're not quite sure that, you know, by the third visit, it's going to be what it was, you know, what it was all shouted out to be. So I think that it's, that's one of the things you're going to have to decide for yourself. But if you've never experienced masterminds and you have the opportunity to go to like for Michael, a couple of free ones or something just to see it's, you're able to kick the tires. I think that's important. So don't be just closed minded to to paying somebody that's a professional. And, uh, and, and I think you're going to, you're going to be wise to step, especially don't write big checks first. I think number nine, be open to thinking differently recognize that you're going to be with people that think differently than you do and may challenge, you know, your, your zone of genius. You know, they're going to challenge the way that you think. And that's actually a good thing. We're, we're often not used to, especially as entrepreneurs is like, this is my company. This is the way I'm going to do it. Well, then you're probably not going to thrive in a mastermind, right? You need people that are going to challenge your ideas and you need to be able to stop and think through those. I tell you that one is my favorite. I love that. And you know, as a facilitator, I probably learn just as much as the participants mm-hmm. in this because there's the backgrounds are so diverse. I, I referenced a, a mastermind that we just wrapped up that had somebody that's their first leadership job out of college all the way through, you know, 25, 30 years. And, and one of the participants is probably one of the deepest thinkers that I've ever met. So, you know, we'll lay out an established paradigm, you know, something that uh, we've all thought of for years and years and years and really believed in. And, and he'd say, well, think about this or look at it from this perspective. And you're like, wow, that's pretty amazing. So I absolutely love that. Uh, be open to thinking differently. I think that's what makes the world go around. Yeah. And number 10, have a clear idea of your end goal. You know, that's uh, really imperative. You don't want to uh, waste your time just uh, chatting with, with some friends and, you know, having some coffee once a week. You really want to understand what am I here to learn? What am I here to share? Am I here to grow? Am I here to add value to others? Uh, am mm-hmm. I here to learn something that I can take away and implement immediately? You know, having an objective upfront is, is very important. Yeah. And one of the things I like about what you're doing with Change Your World is that you have a progression of activities. So you have a logical sequence of activities that are occurring and you've got objectivity, you've got accountability, you know, you're not just kind of 
open-ended. So I think it's really important that you also set some time goals at the beginning and say, okay, we're going to do this at X pace. And then we are going to reevaluate at, at this point in time in the future. And it might be 30 days. It might be 90 days, depending on how quickly, uh, you know, your, your frequency of meeting. And then once we've achieved these goals, then we're going to reassess and then say, okay, are we going to, are we going to continue on? And if so, how long are we going to do that? And what are now our new goals? So I like what you're doing where there's a progression of activities that takes everyone through that mastermind activity, but you're hitting milestones. And I think that's really important. Yeah. And to that point, the very last meeting or session on the change your world action table is called creating meaningful scorecard. So mm-hmm. you can build your system to measure what you're doing to make sure you've got a return on your time invested. Yeah. So yeah, that's a nice segue into 11 where you form or join a fixed membership group. And I think it's important, you know, we've talked about at the beginning where you don't want people to come and go and you want to be sure that, you know, you give people an opportunity to drop out. I think that's different than having a membership group where people are kind of free flowing back in and out. So, you know, you start a group. So just, just for clarity, you start a group, recognize there might be some attrition, couple people might leave. That's okay. But what you don't want to do is as you've begun a group and you're three, four sessions down the road, then you start bringing in other people. So I think having a fixed membership group is very important in order to build the criteria, the culture, the communication that you're, that you're participating in, and then not have new people have to learn everything that all of the other people have already gone through. I really like the way, so this was written by Angie Wisdom from Angie Wisdom Life and Business Coaching. And she writes, a fixed membership group has criteria to ensure that you are surrounded by like-minded individuals who are on the same trajectory. It's important for groups to be fixed and not allow membership changes. This allows members to, uh, this allows members the time to connect and get comfortable with one another. Fee-based groups generate a stronger commitment, which is essential to have a successful group. And, you know, I really like what she wrote there because if you have fluidity in the membership, you don't have the relationships and the bonds and the the open communication. So, you know, again, mm-hmm. a lot of the value in here is the vulnerability, the mechanism or vehicle to say what's on your mind. So having a fixed membership group, not swapping out members all the time, I think is very, very advantageous. Right. And and then there's a an opposing opinion to the one that, you know, you don't want to pay for things. And, uh, you know, it's like what people say, you get what you pay for. And people that don't have any level of financial investment oftentimes don't necessarily have that same level of commitment as those that do. So I think that's a really good point that she makes and an excellent contrast of that other viewpoint. Yeah. And it actually speaks directly to number 12, focus on the value and not the price. You know, Mm -hmm. that's in real estate. That's one place where you see, you know, Hey, there's this uh, weekly mastermind, $2,900 a month crazy prices that are charged out there. But at the end of the day, if you are in a mastermind, that's $2,900 a month and you're getting $2,900 worth of value out of it. Well done. You know, good job. Yeah, exactly. Well, hopefully you're getting a lot more and you're not just breaking it even, but even what you learn in a mastermind, you know, has a value as well. But I think that's the thing is, is that, you know, people oftentimes say, well, I can't invest $250 or a thousand dollars in, into this activity, but 
how else are you going to have an opportunity to have five, six, maybe eight people invested in you and your success at any given time? And think about what that's going to cost you. I can't call my attorney for that, you know, and spend three hours with them without spending at least that amount. You know, so and, and I see that as valuable. And I think that's the thing. It's even it even lends itself into the consulting realm. People, businesses in particular, they don't they don't blink an eye paying what they do to their, you know, accountants, uh, CPA firms, attorneys, all these outside business consultants. But then when it comes time to talk to an organization or a couple of people about developing a conscious culture or things that are going to truly impact their whole organization, they think that it's expensive. And I'm thinking if I can help move your people and and shift their entire way of thinking that creates value, isn't it worth it? And as it waits, as it relates to masterminds, people have to think the same thing. If you're not willing to invest in yourself, why would other people invest in you? Yeah. And so I think it's really important. That's a, that's a great point. And you know, one of the um, shows that I listen to regularly, there's a really cool channel on Sirius XM uh, called Business Powered by Wharton. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of different things from marketing to leadership. And I was listening yesterday to a recruiting show. And one of the questions the prospect asked the recruiter is, what's your budget to develop me? She, she went on to say, I, I invest a lot of money in myself. What are you going to invest in me? So, awesome. you know, kind of a tangent, but uh, a really cool question that uh, really speaks to, does this organization really care about me? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, so Tom, that's our, our list of 12. We covered it all. Man, busted it out. Yeah. And look, like I said, listen to that several times, listen to this episode several times you know, listen slowly, write quickly, and uh, and you'll be well along your path to building yourself and establishing uh, the goals that you have for the future. Here's the the 30 second commercial for masterminds. And and no, uh, you know, we didn't rehearse talking about masterminds to launch some masterminds, but it just worked out as all great things do. Right. I have right. two masterminds starting next week. And the uh, first one is a a uh, seven-week mastermind based on John Maxwell's book, Leadership Gold. And it is a fun journey through all of John's learnings. And, and that one's actually complimentary. So if you haven't been part of a mastermind, you can join that one and see what it's all about. And the second one is on Change Your World, where uh, we'll walk through the Change Your World book and really understand how one individual can go out and, and change the world. That one's a paid mastermind, uh, but it's a very good value. It's $99 if you register this week. Uh, it goes up to $197 if you register next week. It's starting to fill up. People are pretty excited about the Change Your World movement. So there's two opportunities. And the way that you can uh, sign up for these is just go to my website at uh, www.edwardsgrouptx.com. We'll put that in the show notes. Um, so pretty exciting. We talked about masterminds mm-hmm. this week and next week we're launching some masterminds. Fantastic. What an opportunity. So, Hey, look, folks, this has been episode 15. I'm your host, Tom Tobin with my co-host, Michael Edwards. We've enjoyed this time together. If you've enjoyed any of it, if you've gotten one nugget, Would you do us a favor, like it, share it, subscribe and share what we're doing with others so that maybe else someone else can uh, can get that same goldmine opportunity until next time. Have a great week. 
Thanks for listening to Two Guys on Stuff. Tune in next week as Tom and Michael talk more about leadership stuff, life stuff, helpful stuff, and maybe even your stuff. Until then, keep your stories fun.